This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Just open your word to us that we might be changed. Father, we, we radically need to be changed. Lord, you see who we are and you see what we need. Help us, oh God, to walk according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, when you get to uh, the 11th chapter of the book of Isaiah, I, w- I want you to see for just a minute, I, coming back from Israel, of course, all this is on my mind, and I, I want you to see this this lampstand. Now, this is, uh, uh, many of you think of Hanukkah when you see uh, a lampstand, which is shaped a little differently normally than the way this one plays out. But this is the lampstand that would have stood in the tabernacle, in the temple, and now is reflected before the throne of God. Um, the lampstand uh, being used for one key purpose. Okay. Now, you have to understand that there's seven different sources of light on the, that lampstand. And each one of those is considered uh, uh, the, one of the, the enlightenings of the Spirit of God. Okay, And so why do we light something? We light a light to turn on the illumination because it is dark. I mean, you just don't leave all the lights on all the time during the day, right? You turn it on because you want to illuminate the darkness. And so I want you to keep that in mind when we talk about this passage. And I'm going to read to you. Remember that the lampstand has seven different lights, seven different spirits of God. You're going to hear seven different spirits of God here in Isaiah chapter 11, the ways that God wants to enlighten your life, Okay. Now, to get a better picture of this, I thought about what uh, God was speaking to me uh, as I, I, my body doesn't know where it is right now. I've been up since about 2 o'clock this morning. I was praying for you guys and thinking about this message. And as I'm thinking about this message, I'm remembering one of the moments on this trip that we just had. I had just taken them to a place called Tel Megiddo or Tel Megiddo. And many of you have heard of this place. It's called the, pla- the Valley of Armageddon. Everybody want to talk about end times? All right, the Valley of Armageddon. And you can see why this battle is going to happen there when you're on top of this tell. And to understand what a tell is, a tell is a man-made mountain. So in other words, it's a strategic point that one, one person built a, a, a city on and then another came and tore that city down and built another city on top of that, another and another and another. And about 23 cities later, you have a small mountain. You can actually walk through the gates that Solomon put up there when he had stables there. You can see the waterworks that Ahab built. I mean, it's an amazing spot to see. But as I sat there, I was saddened this time because as I sat there and was looking at it, I wanted people to have the light turned on in their eyes to see what it really looks like. So the problem is, as we sat there, I took a picture of what it looks like right now this time of year. Now, as we're sitting here, to you, this picture actually does it a lot more justice than uh, it does in a smaller presentation. In a smaller presentation of this picture, you can see that what looks green there is actually dry and brittle and, and, and dead. So it's rocky, and I always joke because my dad always tells everybody, I know why they stone people over there because there's rocks everywhere. And, and it's just all this rocky ground, and all of that on that hillside is dead. And as the people were looking at it, they were finding it interesting. 
But as they were finding it interesting, I wanted to say to them, but I wish I could show you or illuminate or put the light on for you so that you could see what it really looks like. Okay? Now, I get this for a moment. How many of you understand that the God's Word illuminates our lives so that we can get a better picture, so we can stop looking at what we think things should be and start seeing what God wants us to see? And I wanted to show them what it really looks like because, you see, this was the second time I'd been at Megiddo uh, this year, and, and Megiddo uh, looks like this the last time I was there. That's what it really looks like. So we're there in the dry season, and this was just after the rainy season. And, and I took that picture, and I, I thought how beautiful it is there. And, and the, the, the same hillside that's, that's dry and rocky and, and brittle in the springtime, after the season of rain, after the season of, of the outpouring. Now, how many of you are ready for a season of outpouring in your life? All right, after the season of outpouring, flourished. And what's growing on the side of this hill is actually mustard. And, and so it, not only is it something that's flourishing, but, but that's something that you could enjoy a good hot dog with. Come on now, amen. But I thought about the beauty of that moment versus what was before. And I want you to keep this in your mind for just a moment because so many of us in our lives need the light turned on because all we can see is the dry season we're going through. All we can see are the problems and the pains and the struggles and the things that we can't seemingly fix. But I wish you could just get the light turned on so you can see that there are fruitful days ahead of you if you'll just stay faithful to God. Isaiah chapter 11, verse number 1 reads like this. A shoot will come up from the stump. Understand this, okay? There's a dead stump. But out of that stump will come a shoot out of Jesse, all right? From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. From the roots, it's coming a shoot that's going to become a branch that's going to bear fruit. And this is important. Then it says this. Remember the seven lampstands, the seven spirits, the seven areas of illumination. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Seven different revelations that God wants to bring into your life so that you can stop looking at where you are and start seeing what he's doing inside of you. So we have these three areas here that are going to be manifested in seven different revelations. And this is important because all throughout the scripture we find, we find here uh, the root, the shoot, the branch. We find the lampstand in the tabernacle, the temple, and in heaven. We, we have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and, and all of a sudden we start talking about the seven spirits of God and, and people that show up at your house on Saturday morning and knock on the door and try to tell you that God's not the way it's been revealed to you, but we'll show you this passage and they'll say, well, if he has seven spirits, how is he just three? What they're trying to do is to take away the power of the illumination of God in your life. I feel the Holy Spirit. Can I just tell you, I don't mean anything negative about last service. Last service I taught, but I felt the whole time I was preaching that I was ready for this service. This service today. I think God has an assignment for this message today in this service. 
And to understand that three manifest in the seven different ways over and over and over again in Scripture, we've got to see what God's trying to say to us. And from this passage, we find, listen to me, the three. We find a shoot, a root, and a branch. Say those with me. We find a shoot, a root, and a branch. Some of you are going, what does this have to do with what I'm going through in my life? Stay with me just a moment. Now, I want you to focus on that last word, a branch, for just a second. The Hebrew word for branch is netzer. And netzer means to grow green, to come back and grow again, to grow from where there is a barrenness, to grow green. Now, the word netzer or branch is where we get the words Nazarene or Nazareth from that there would be a change in the life of a Nazarene, that a Nazarene was somebody who came into a commitment to God in a certain season, and as they came into the, or Nazarite, as they came into that commitment of God during that season, they were going to change some things on the inside of them that was going to change everything on the outside of them. Nazareth uh, had something growing on green on the inside of it. I will talk to you about that in just a moment. But here's what I want you to realize, that there is something growing in me and there's something growing inside of you that's going to change everything around you. That God's doing something inside of you. And if all you can do, I feel the Holy Spirit as I'm preaching to you today. I want you to realize that this is a now word for this moment today. That God's speaking to our hearts. And I want you to understand that you might be looking at your life going, how could I have messed up? Or how could I have gotten back here again? Or how could I bring these struggles back into my life? And you need to stop looking at where you are. And you need to start looking at what God's doing on the inside of you. And when you start allowing God to work on the inside of you, it will change everything that's going on around you. Now here's the problem. We just want to lose sight of where what God is doing for what we're going through. And all we can do is think about who wronged us or what we've done wrong or, or how somebody stole from us or what we've stolen from somebody and all these different things. We get our mind on the weary season. We get our mind on the dry season. And I want you to receive by the power of the Holy Spirit an illumination today that God's doing something in you that's preparing you for a better season. It's preparing you to flourish again. You see, Nazareth, when you think about Nazareth, uh, uh, that means to grow green, Nazareth is one part of Israel. In Israel, you feel safe. Matter of fact, many of you were sending messages going, we're praying for you, Pastor, all the bombs and stuff going off all around you. Listen, I don't know what anybody's talking about. I've been over there multiple times with people riding on the streets, they say, on, on American news, and I'm sitting on the same street drinking coffee. I have no clue. They'll show you a, a picture of somewhere in Egypt, and, and, and it's not happening in, in Israel because there's such a peace. and such. There was probably the most peaceful I've ever seen Israel while I was there this last week, except in one place. And when you go up to Nazareth, and it reminded me of the statement that during even the time of Christ, they said this, can any good thing come out of 
Nazareth. And they didn't know how prophetic they were being because in the middle of the uneasy and in the middle of the strife and in the middle of the problems, and Nazareth is a filthy, filthy city, but in the middle of that region, there was something growing in that region who grew from a child and became a man in that region. And he became a, a teacher and then he would walk all the way to a cross and he would die on that cross and walk out in power. Can I tell you something? There was something growing in that dry, weary place that would change everything. It would change everything. I don't know where you're at this morning, but I do know this. If you're going through a dry season, don't know where the Holy Spirit is. Feel like God has somehow forgotten you. Don't lose hope because there's a root inside of our lives called Jesus. And from that root, root springs life again. And God wants to do something on the inside of you that will change everything around you. Amen. Why don't you give God a praise this morning? But the problem is we get rooted in the wrong things. We'll root in our own confidence. We'll root in our anger and our hate. And we always are brought back drawing life from those things. That's how we keep walking. But here in Isaiah 11, there's a root and an offspring shoot. Revelation 5 says it this way. It says, then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. We're talking about Jesus has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and it's seven seals. Can I tell you that in heaven they were worried for a moment saying, is anybody worthy? And the elder said, stop worrying for a moment, John. Stop focusing on what you can't see and start looking on the one who's standing over there who has triumphed because he is the root. And if you'll root in him, you have hope. If you'll root my goodness, I feel the Holy Spirit this morning. If you'll root in Jesus, stop rooting in the trials and the problems and the prejudice and the pain and root yourself in Jesus and watch and see if something doesn't start growing in your life that helps to change everything. Man, I feel Jesus. You say, man, I'll hurry up and preach some more. Revelation twenty two sixteen says that this way, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. For who? Who? Us. This is what Jesus wants you to hear. I am the root. And I am the shoot of David and the bright morning star. I feel the Holy Ghost. He is the root and he is the shoot. Can I tell you, part of your problem is you have been your own root long enough. You've been trying to dig out your own place in this world long enough. But what God has sent me with is a message of hope this morning to tell you, you don't have to dig it out of nowhere. What you have to do is plant yourself in Jesus Christ. Confidently plant yourself in Christ, who is the root, who will cause life to grow up inside of you. And then what's he going to do? He's going to cause a branch to come from that root and that shoot. Watch this. The branch is the church. You see, Jesus, when he's the root, will grow something powerful out of a barren season. Some of you are going, Pastor Don, you don't know how bad I've messed up. No, no, you don't, you're not hearing me. I'm telling you, be rooted into Jesus who didn't mess up because the life comes from the root. See, the church needs to become people who walk in victory, who become overcomers, and that's how we're going to be fruitful branches. We would stop being rooted in our own weaknesses and our own sins and our own struggles, and that we would begin 
to be rooted in who Christ has called us to be. You know, several years ago, I decided that, well, we actually had a, a, a lot of pine trees that were falling, and, I, and several of them, they were, they were just massive. And, and, and my neighbor and I decided we were going to take those out because they were probably going to fall on my house, and it was going to be his insurance, and he thought it was a great idea to take them out. Come on, amen. I was thankful. And so we cut all those trees out and paid to have them cleaned up, and, but it was just barren then. So I said, you know what, I'm going to plant some fruit trees. I just wanted to plant some fruit trees. And so I planted several different kinds of trees and, and the, about half of them made it. And, but only two of the fruit trees made it. Only two of them. And, and I watched as the cherry tree just blossomed, but there's not, you have to have two. So there's no fruit on that tree. But I looked up there one day. I had this little pear tree that had fought for life, but it had, it had grown finally and it, it had a, a start of a, of a pear on that tree. I was like, I'm a farmer now. Come on now, man. <laughs> and my little tree is growing a pear. And I've just got a vision of it just being loaded down the next year. And I watched that little pear. I, care. I told all the kids, I said, don't touch my pear. <laughs> Leave it alone. Let it grow. And so I watched that pear grow. And then finally, I harvested that pear. I don't know what kind of pear it was. And I can tell you it was not the juicy kind you get in the supermarket. <laughs> but it was good. It was mine. But it was like shortly after I harvested that pear, I noticed that that tree's leaves started to wither. And as those leaves withered, I watched them fall off in a season that shouldn't have fallen. And I watched the tree look as if it died. I thought, I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm just going to. I mean, I'm praying from a tree. Anybody else walk around and pray for your plants? You know, bless those roads, whatever. I'm praying from a tree. How many of you praying against your grass? Come on, amen. <laughs> right, Lord, let it stop growing, amen. But anyway, but you know, some of you praying for it to keep growing. But come on, amen. And and and, and I'm praying for that little tree, and and so I go up to that tree and I'm going to check and see if it has any life in it. And this is the moment. You know how you check and see if a tree has life in it. If it's withered, you, you break a little bit off and if it resists at all. And, and, and so I grabbed hold of that tree and I was going to break a little bit off. And the moment I grabbed hold of that pear tree, all I can figure is it was holding on for dear life in its, in its, in its base because it just crumbled over into my hand. I didn't even get to break it and see if there was any life in it. It just, just fell over. I was coming to see if it was alive. And so I took it and I threw it in the fire pit because it was dead. I said, well, in the season of planting, I'll, I'll go and get me some, some, some pear trees. I probably even said to Christian, hey, I'm going to need some, some, a plant. And, and I said, I'll go get me a pear tree. And so I guess I got busy during that season. And, and the next thing I knew, I look up on the hill and there's a shoot coming up out of the root. And I think, the tree's dead, but there's life in the root. And I watched it start growing. Finally, one of those shoots overtook the rest. Now, I haven't been able to bring myself to trim up the little shoots yet, but the one shot up, and it's bigger now than it was when it produced the fruit before.
because there was life in the root. And I don't know who God sent me to tell this to today, but I want you to understand something. If you'll let the Holy Spirit of God begin to illuminate the areas of your life that you need victory in, He can cause from the root of Christ inside of you a new season to come up. A, a change. You can go from dry and barren to fruitful and flourishing. God sent me with a simple word to tell you, stop looking at where you are and start looking at whose you are. I want you to get this today. I'm so far from my notes, I'm not real sure what all I'm supposed to be preaching right now. But I want you to understand, there's seven ways God wants to move in your life, and I'm going to give this to you just as quickly as I can. Here's where we go. Listen to this. Revelation 4 and 5 says, From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder. And in front of the throne there were seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God, the seven ways that God's Spirit wants to work in your life. When we allow the Holy Spirit to begin to work in our lives, no matter what the outside looks like or what we're experiencing, there's an illumination that begins to work. And in that illumination, a growth begins. Because what does it take? It takes the sun's light to bring forth growth. And it's going to begin to change who you are on the inside that will cause you to grow stronger than you were before. In the branches of the Spirit of God, we find this. The Spirit of prophecy. The Spirit of prophecy, according to Isaiah chapter 11, is the manifest presence of God. Some of you need to understand, instead of feeling forgotten, you need to ask God to illuminate how He's working for you. I'm preaching now to somebody. Some of you feel like God's forgot your address. But you need to ask God to start showing you, turn the light on Jesus and let me see what you're doing. I don't know how many times during the building of that building over there, I've just been one of, I, I did pull all my hair out. Come on, Amen. But as I was watching us go through that process, it's like wall came up after wall and struggle against struggle. But every time it turned, it turned for our good. I pray that the spirit of prophecy of illumination will come into your life so that you'll begin to realize that you're not going under, that God's working for your good. And just because what you thought was going to bear fruit has shriveled and died, there's something inside of you that's going to grow stronger. A spirit of skillfulness. Listen to me. This is the ability for music, art, business, writing, or wisdom. Ephesians 1, 17 says it this way. I keep asking that God, our Lord Jesus, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation so that you may know Him better. Listen to me. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you. God's called you to something better. And you need the Holy Spirit of God to turn on the light, light, to enlighten your eyes, to show you that God didn't call you to live in defeat. He's called you for a purpose. So that you might see the glorious riches of His inheritance and His holy people and His incomparably great power for us who believe that power is the same as the mighty strength. Can I tell you what that's saying? It's telling you this, that the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is working in the root of who you are in Christ Jesus. And when you let God show you, new days are coming to your life. 
I don't know who, well, in fact, I do know so, some of who God's talking to in this place. I didn't plan it. I didn't know where you'd be, where you were sitting, or what was happening. And I'm not looking at anybody right now because I'm not calling you out by name. But those black things are getting preached to right this minute around the wall there. Come on, amen. But listen to me. God's speaking to you that you need the Holy Spirit to show you what He's up to. There's a spirit of intelligent insight. In other words, this is what Daniel had when everybody else was failing. God showed Daniel how to interpret what was happening that worked out for his good. There's a spirit of guidance. The word in Hebrew is estah, which means to steer or to guide, which allows you not only to know where to go yourself, but how to take others to a better place. There's a spirit of might that turns you from a wimp into a warrior. Come on now, amen. Somebody, can I do look. Look at somebody around you. Tell them not to be a wimp. Tell them to be a warrior. Come on now. Amen. I just hear it now. I'm going to get hate mail next week. My wife keeps asking me if I'm a wimp or a warrior. Come on now. Well, just make up your mind and let the Holy Spirit of God rise up in you. Because every time that thing that's come to knock you down shows up tomorrow, I want there to be a new illumination in your life. I want there to be a new graftedness into the root of Jesus Christ in your life. And instead of it knocking you down, you stand your ground and say, you don't understand. I don't come against you in my own power, but I come against you in the spirit of the living God. And I will overcome this day. Amen. Come on, give that kind of God a praise. Amen. The spirit of knowledge. Let me tell you, this one's important. The spirit of knowledge, some of you go, yeah, I want to know everything. No, 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 it's not that kind of knowledge. It's the, it's the intimacy of knowing God. When you know God, it opens other doors. Somebody said, no, pastor, I need to go learn. Yeah, we have to educate ourselves, but we also need to, we need to get intimate in the presence of God. Let me give you the best example I can think of in Scripture. There's this guy named Caleb and this other guy named Joshua. And the guy named Caleb says, we can do it. Joshua's being quiet. Caleb says, we can do it. Joshua stands with Caleb. And so they're the only two who say, we can go conquer the land. And then Caleb goes and builds an army and Caleb leads the army. And Caleb, Caleb does all these great things and he's got it all ready. But there's this boy named Joshua that while he's building an, ar an army, Joshua's over there praying. And while, he, my goodness, I feel the Holy Spirit. And while this one's trying to overcome this one, this one's over there, Joshua's over there praying. While, while Caleb's leading the charge, Joshua was over there praying. Can I tell you that Caleb could not have done what he needed to do without a spiritual covering that came in Joshua's life that overshadowed what was happening in Caleb's life. God's looking for somebody who wants to save their family and it won't fix your family to try to fix everything. What will fix your family is when you get to know the root of Jesus Christ in your life. Amen. And one of the ways you're going to do that is the last one, the spirit of fear of the Lord. Uh-oh. Now, this is not like, oh. It means, watch this. I'm reverent. Anybody know what the best example for my life, let me just tell you, of the fear of the Lord is the fear of the chainsaw. I know if I keep that chainsaw right and I keep it far enough from me, come on now, I can cut trees with it. But there's been a couple of times that Don in his ADDDDDDD self has lost sight of that. And I've got a couple of pairs of jeans that, that became markers for me to reverence and pay attention when the chainsaw is on. That's the fear of the chainsaw in my life. 
Now listen to me. That's a reference of it. I'm, I'm not afraid to use it. I'm just afraid to carelessly use it. Let me tell you something. I am not afraid of my father, but I don't want to carelessly, carelessly or flippantly treat his presence. We are blessed to know that when we speak, he answers. We are blessed to know that when we sing, he hears. We are blessed to know that when we come together, he walks among us and let us reverence the fact that we may not be perfect yet, but there's a root working inside of us. And as long as I honor God, I'm going to get better and I'm going to bear fruit someday that shall benefit the kingdom of heaven. Amen. All right, let me close with this today. Revelation chapter one, verse number 20. The mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Listen to, listen to what he's saying here. It's very, very simple. Listen, he's saying, I am illuminating for you the light of the spirit of the word through what you hear in the body of Christ. Today, God's speaking to somebody right here, right now. Some of you just hear me, but it's he that is speaking to your heart right now. Listen to me carefully before we stand. If you're going through a season and it's dry and you're weary and you don't think God even exists anymore and you're just trying not to topple and you feel the wind coming, Don't give up hope. Because the life is not in the branches. The life is in the root. And if you will plant yourself in Jesus, good fruit's coming to your house. Better days are coming. The thing is, what you need to say is, Holy Spirit, illuminate the areas of my life that need to be fixed. Are you irreverent to the presence of the Lord? Are you not walking in wisdom? Are you making bad decisions and asking God to bless them? I'm telling you, I don't even know what I'm going to preach next service. I felt like this sermon was for this service. This is it. Did you hear me? You were in the last, did I say that in the last service? I didn't say that, did I? I didn't say it was for that service. I'm telling you, this is for you. Don't give up just because things are dry. The rainy season is coming. For the rain of the Spirit of God wants to illuminate the areas of your life that are dry and are weary. And he wants to change who you are. That you might bear fruit again. I don't even want you to stand. I just want you to stay right where you are. I just want you to bow your heads right where you are. That's the holiness of this moment. I don't even want to move unless it's him. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. I gotta be bold in the Holy Spirit. How many of you would be honest and say, I've been thinking about giving up? Hands all over this place. Put those down.
don't give up. Can you not hear the voice of the Holy Spirit this morning speaking through His Word? Don't give up. There's a root that will produce a shoot of life that will become a branch and you shall be fruitful again. Better days are ahead of you. How many of you would say with me this morning, Holy Spirit, illuminate my life that I might see where I, where I need to change. Can I see your hand if that's you? The majority of the people in this room, thank you. Put those down. One last question. Maybe you're here today and you've been rooted in the wrong things. You're still rooted in sin. You're rooted in all the prejudices and problems of life and struggles. You've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. And today you want to root in Christ so that better days are ahead for your life and a better future and a better eternity is yours to claim. You've never completely surrendered yourself to be rooted into Christ. But today you want to do so. If that's you, could I just see your hand? I'm not going to embarrass you. I didn't embarrass anybody else. Thank you. Are there others? Thank you. Are there others? This is your moment. This is your time. This is your hour. I want everybody to stand across this building. Stand with me. I'm going to pray a prayer. There's been some that are going to are literally rededicating their lives to Christ right this moment. There's some that right here in this place... There's a new illumination of the Spirit of God coming to your life. I'm telling you, I have a confidence this was for you. This is your message. You say, I haven't heard from God in a while. You just did. Don't let my southern accent mess up how you heard it. God was speaking through this service and His Word this morning. Spirit of the Most High God, you are here. And I declare your holiness over these, your children. And I speak to the root of Christ that is within them. Holy Spirit of the living God, begin to grow up in their lives as they are illuminated by the light of your presence. Show them what hinders. Show them what divides. Show them what makes them weary. Show them what must be removed from their lives so that it will not poison the fruit that you're wanting to produce. And as they are forgiven and as they forgive now in the name of Jesus, I call to the root inside of them, shoot forth life, bring life, bring life branch out and produce fruit through them, Holy Spirit of the Most High God, that they might know you in the fullness of your power. In Jesus' name. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.